Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The story's already written about the season and how it's going to finish, but we'll write our own story. James, the word of Brendan Rodgers after the game, but first half was an absolute horror story. Less of that, more the second. What's your initial response to that one? <laughs> We've spoken for a few weeks now. It's going to be a run of cup finals, and that's exactly how a cup final goes. You know, a poor first half, really at it in the second half. High energy, just great interlinking play some mistakes, some sloppy stuff. But they really switched on the second half. But, you know, the issue is, it's another game where we've turned up for 45 minutes of 90. So, but see the way I am at the moment, mindset-wise, there's no point discussing or over-discussing the negatives because cup finals are messy and there's 12 cup finals on the schedule. We've done one, we've got 11 to go and we've won out cup winners as far as today goes. So, I'm taking it. You take it all day long. You can worry about it on Monday morning, can't you? Uh, I got a couple of messages at half time, paraphrasing, but what about your pal Rogers now? Kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and I get that. It, listen, people, you either like Brendan Rogers or you don't, and there's generally nobody in the middle ground, and that's fine. Um, I, I'm not stupid either. I can see what's in front of me, and, and I've got to accept that something's not right just now, whether it's solely down to Rogers or not, I'm not sure, but that first half was woeful. Um, but kind of to your point, Listen, we can check all that, we can visit all that or revisit all that in the summer. Right now, without playing particularly well, of course we're not. Celtic are bang in the middle of a title race. So what do you want to do? Do you want to wallow in the negativity and, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, or accept that we are where we are, things aren't great, but you still have a feasible chance. I say that, feasible chance if you play more like the second half than the first half, but still got a feasible chance of going and reclaiming this league title. You've got to look ahead, you've got to look positive and... Yes, you know, there's there's lots of stuff you can dig through, but you'll take those kind of wins all day long. If I get 11 more of them, that'll do for me. 100%. I mean, I think there's an, an easy um, jump from some fans, and, you know, fairly justifiably so, to to jump on Rogers and say, told you so, because they didn't want him in, and I understand the reasons for not wanting him in, but we need to pull together. That's not where we're at right now. We all know there's a big, big summer coming for Celtic, and it's going to be a much easier summer if we're sitting with a league trophy uh, in the in the cupboard, you know, and we're looking forward to Champions League football, there's a huge rebuild required, <laughs> and I'm talking about Celtic, the whole organisation, and that's much much easier when you've got money in the bank and money to come from a Champions League campaign. So I, all I'd say is to all fans, 
you know, less importance to the 90. You know, I was critical at halftime. Everyone else was. I wasn't quite Rogers out. You know, even, you know, a fairly sensible, kind of, a very sensible uh, friend of ours was saying that, you know, if we lose this, the manager should go. And you're saying, well, if, say, say we had lost today, right? There's five points and you're playing Rangers twice. Nothing really changes there. You've still got, you know, the, the title in your hands. So does it make sense to go and bag the manager and start preparing for next season? Because that's exactly what you're doing if Rogers goes at this juncture. So not for me. We saw out the 90. We won, uh, to my prediction, 3-1. Not quite how I predicted it. for each it. 94 minutes. Um, but, you know, we, we got the points and here we are now looking forward to Dundee at home on Wednesday, which, you know, we need to be well ready for. If you can get three points there, then it's 10 cup finals. If you go to Hearts, it's nine cup finals, so on and so on. Let's all just pull together and go over this line. Yeah. Do you know, I can't even look ahead to Dundee just at this moment in time. I've had a, a stressful afternoon and I just want to keep it keep it on the the down low as such for now. Uh, we can get to no. Dundee in due course. But do you know what? You know who likes I told you so? Absolutely nobody. Right? There are people yeah. that it seems for some people, and listen, if the, if the shoe fits, wear this. If this is you, then, then own it because... Some people can't wait for Celtic. Almost they feel there's a guy that comments on what we do. Um, I'll not name him, but you can dig into our comments and you can see it. And he's I use the word willing loosely, but generally he's willing Rangers to win the title so that we can start again and we can bin Rogers and we can move on for there. He also willingly wanted us to get beat on the second of January. No, 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 no. 30th of December. Oh yeah. Uh, just so that would accelerate Rogers' exit. Now, I, I know guys like this are few and far between, but surely we need to unite behind the team. We can all agree or disagree on Brendan Rogers and what's going on, but ultimately it goes back to the mantra. If you want to go for the back the team, sack the board, that kind of thinking, then I think that's the way to go. Be fully supportive of the boys that are on the park doing their job and, and will them on. I thought the fans played a huge part, really positive today and, and really drag that that one out of Celtic. I think the players knew going out in the second half that what they produced so far wasn't acceptable. And I think that's just a real good example of just how important the fans can be to to edging Celtic back towards another title. That's it. We, we have a part to play and you know some can say, well I'm not in the ground, I'm just commenting online, blah blah blah. That spills out, you know, that other people latch on to that and that can make make its way to the stands and make its way to the pitch. So if you're a Celtic fan Support Celtic just for these next eleven games is all I'd ask. The closest you know, I understand the rationale. The closest I came to it was when we knew we needed change at Celtic in the the COVID season with Lennon, and I couldn't quite get to the point of willing Celtic to win. It's just it's an anathema to you. You can't you can't get your head around that. You know, you're a Celtic supporter. You support Celtic. You know, Miff's a great example of that. He's he's not been. Um, he wasn't keen on Rodgers coming back but he's like I'm a Celtic supporter and I'll support Celtic to win everything we're involved in and that's the way we need we need real togetherness as we push for this title Yeah, yeah, I completely agree James, sorry to do it but we're going to have to take a look at the first half as part of the gig here so what were the lineup first of all? Four changes Alistair Johnson comes in Mike Navrocki comes in Nicholas Kuhn comes in and Tomoki Awata We'd been asking me, you and Paddy spoke at reasonable length in the pre-match about Iwata, really keen to see him in and it's not just that he comes in and operates as a six, it then releases Callum McGregor to play further forward. How do you think that one played out and the rest of the changes? I thought Tomoki was tidy enough himself. I don't think McGregor necessarily performed in an attacking role but I don't think McGregor's performing. 
you know, and I want to be careful not to get into jumping on players because we need to support them between now and the end of the season as well. But I thought it was pretty poor, eh, McGregor. He wasn't really giving us that, you know, attacking edge that, you know, we've known he can do for, for years. Um, I thought Tomoki was tidying off. He was there. He was showing. He was mopping stuff up. He actually, it seemed to be the fans were quite disgruntled when he got taken off. And I, I thought it was a bit of a, uh, no, it was a fairly negative move. I would have brought on Bernardo for O'Reilly or McGregor. You could have taken your pick and I'd have kept him okay exactly where he was. So I suppose if that's the case, then I must see it been, as having been a fairly successful move to put him okay in the six if I was disappointed that he went off. So, yeah, I think that's maybe something we should be repeating um, on Wednesday night and hopefully starting to settle this team down with CCB back. Yang has absolutely nailed his place. So yeah. you're starting to see less questions in your lineups, and that's quite a big thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I agree. I thought uh, Tomoki Abata was pretty good. Fans, you know, show their displeasure at the change. But ultimately, that change happens in 77 minutes. And Celtic are going to get two late goals. Now, whether it was a direct impact or not, you can certainly debate that. But <laughs> I think, uh, I think Iwata, I mentioned, I think, in the chat around about half time that he was our most competent player, just mopping things up, keeping it tidy keeping the passes fairly short, wasn't trying it in overly adventurous, and nor, nor should he in that role. And I thought he'd done perfectly well, but when you're going away to Fir Park, you don't really want your defensive midfielder to be your top man. It needs to be your wingers or your strikers or your number 10s or your number 8s. And, and that's the issue, you know, so that's not Tomoki Iwata's fault. But for a first game back in a while, I thought he'd done pretty well. Um, <laughs> don't know who to start with. Alistair Johnson got better as the game went on. When he threw away the mask, Mask, yeah. <laughs> he got better. Uh, one of our mates, Kev, asked, were the, were the eye holes still covered in the mask? Was that the situation early bells? Because he, for a time, I thought he looked anxious. I thought he looked timid. I thought he looked nervous. And he wasn't finding many Celtic shots with, with his passing in the first half hour or so. <laughs> Whether it helped him psychologically or not to shake off the mask, he was better as the game went on. And he put in a couple of wicked balls for my Maeda in particular, which we can get to. Um, but Nicholas Kuhn is... Showing nothing for me, nothing at all. Well, At the moment, he looks like he looks like little boy lost to me. Yeah. Um. So when there was talk of the signing and you know all the kind of fanfare that went with it and the reels and all that stuff, you're saying, well, he must be a first team player. And I, 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 I napped him as a first team player. I thought that's that's going to be, you know, one of your wings sorted and he'll be starting and all that kind of stuff. He looks every inch in a, de a development player a five-year contract, three and a half million pound or three million pound development player. Um, it looks bad from a, a recruitment point of view. All we can say is, if he has a development player, go and develop him. Don't play him first team, which has been Celtic's problem all season long, developing guys in first team positions. So he, I thought he was absolutely woeful, wasteful, timid, um, scared looking, slow. All the things that a winger should not be, he was all of that. So I wonder what you do well. So let's let's see if the um, the coaching team can get him out of the first team into development and develop, develop as a player because he's he's not even someone I could wish to bring off the bench at the moment because I wouldn't get anything out of him. I couldn't be confident I'd get anything out of him. So phew, I mean, he looks like out of the squad development, which is a shocking indictment on the recruitment team. Make them train with the kids, is that what you're saying? I think there has to be a place for just genuinely taking guys out of the firing line, out, out 
the pressure pot and saying, right, we're going to work on you and your game and you know, what you can deliver to this team. I don't think he's going to learn anything coming on, coming off the bench. I think he's got to learn on the training pitch and only once he's had some markers there, bring him back, put him on the bench, give him some 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes and then see if he can ever come to the, the first 11 mark. But he's so far away at the moment. Yeah, do you know, ultimately I think the biggest um, thing he needs to develop is his bravery. And I'm not sure yeah. if that's something you can develop by just going in and acting timid and, and not be willing to make mistakes. You need to be brave enough to go and try those things in the final third. He likes scared to take on a man. And that, yeah. for, a, for a winger, as soon as you receive the ball out wide and you're standing a guy up one-on-one, that's your dream scenario, or at least it should be. That's what should get you excited. If your teammates aren't putting you in that position, you can then push back on them. If you're getting put one-on-one and not going for it, whether you get the cross or not, at least try it, try and get, you know take the man on. And if that's not happening for you, then I think you need to come out the firing line. We'll get to Yang in a bit because he showed exactly what you need to be doing. And Yang's had his moments like that as well. I think he's come back a not dramatically different player, but a, a more confident player for the Asian Cup. Whatever happened out there, maybe it's just time, maybe it's just settling in, but I thought he, he really stood up. There was a bit of chat before the game. Uh, we mentioned this at some point, but Michael Shearer, who does some writing for us, Michael wrote a piece uh, towards the end of the week about Liam Scales uh, as, as a Liam Scales experiment over or should it be over uh, and I'd like to get your direct answer on that because the lineup was him and, and Mike Nabrocki. we knew that Carl Vickers was coming back into the team, didn't know if he'd start or not and obviously he was only good enough for the bench um, as a Liam Scales experiment over, as a Mike Nabrocki experiment over as well um, and ultimately is there too much experiment going on between those two centre halves I, I thought Scales was as poor as I've seen him today yeah, I'll maybe come back to the Rocky. I, I didn't really see anything from him, you know, to, to say he should be out. Um, Scales for me, he, he's a player maybe in the mould of Shane Duffy, where it's you know he loves defending. You can tell, you know, he just like duels and aerial battles and you know getting guys out in the wing and just rifling the ball in the stands. He loves that, and it's it's a style of play that a lot of teams lend towards. It. It's not a style of play we lend towards. So it's maybe just about a square peg round hole. There's, there's a player in scales, no doubt, but when he's coming out of defence, and I have to say, I'm looking for Greg Taylor and Dyson Maeda in this as well. They're tightly marked and they're not maybe moving enough for him. But a bit like he could, he looks scared, scales, because he's like, I'm not going to get this ball forward, I'm going to have to turn back. And by the time he realises that, a couple of times, he was then closed off and he's in no man's land. He can't go back, he can't go forward. And he just end up, you know, kind of in a bit of a tussle and sometimes breaking away the ball, sometimes not. The reason, or one of the reasons we are so slow this season is exactly that. And it's not just Scales, it's Scales, it's Nabrowski, it's Welsh, it's whoever kind of thing. It's when we come out, we've got to make those decisions quickly. And if you don't make a quick decision, you're then going back to that eight against ten situation. We've got two centre-halves on our halfway line. We've got eight attacking players and they've got ten players surrounding those eight. We need that pace, and Scales doesn't give you that. I would say he needs to see more from his, his supporting team on the left there, but I don't think he's excellent. I thought Nabrowski tried it a few times in the first half, didn't maybe come off, did come off a couple of times, and it was bouncing off Kyogo and things like that. But you can see in Nabrowski what we are looking for, that fast thinking, fast pass, direct passing. Um, yeah, You have to give some credit to Scales, a lot of credit to Scales for being as good as he's been all season. But I think we're getting to a point now where we're seeing that sluggishness of coming out and building attacks from the back. 
and Skills is always going to be a, going to be a part of that for me. So I, I don't know if it's a long term situation. I know Dean will hate me for this. Dean, that's friend of ours in the chat. He will, and apologise, Dean. That's just my honest opinion. Yeah, Dean thinks he's the the greatest Irish centre half since Paul McGrath. But I think um, I think what you've got with Skills is um, a guy who, like all players, have got a ceiling. And I think he's potentially yeah. already reached that ceiling at Celtic. I'm not sure if Liam Skills gets any better. There are folks saying, and I think it's with, you know, respect to an extent, saying he's an Aberdeen player or he's that type of player. He is he's a better player. Than that. He's better yeah, than maybe that. So. But to your point about the Shane Duffy type player, he is a player who, when the chips are down and you're absolutely up against it and it's the Alamo type stuff, he's the guy you want in there, head on, tackling, clearing his lines. But it's Celtic, it's so different. You get so much of the ball. And I, I would agree, it's a bit of a combo. It's a bit of skills, maybe not quite being as crisp as you'd hope him when he's passing. Plus, his two options are Taylor Maeda. Two guys who are very limited. They played their part in different ways today, but they're limited footballers. They're, we can't dress up. They're, they're, if you want to progress, they're not good enough. Bottom line, and we'll, and we'll, get, we'll get through that just shortly, but if Scales looks up on his natural left-hand side and there he's has two options and they're not overly shown, you've got to give Scales a wee bit of leeway there. Um, let's move away from that just now, but you do see when Carter Vickers comes in just how much more assured they are. He just... Yeah. I think by his presence alone, and I wonder if at this moment in time, Liam Scales is just getting kept on because he's a natural left-sider, not because he's the better out the pairing between him and Navrocki, Navrotsky, whatever, uh, more because he's just got the natural left foot. Um, let's cover the Motherwell goal. They kind of threatened to, to score, and obviously they get the one in the back of the net, early bells. You can argue that it was a an early alarm bell for Celtic. You could also debate that they played the, the offside line perfectly. Depends your viewpoint, uh, half half empty, half full and all that. Um, but their goal, yes, it's a very good goal. Lennon Miller, really good turn. 17, I think. A lot of noise yeah. about him just now. And Gypsy King, who's a good supporter of the show, he messaged me pre-match and says, look out for this kid, he's, he's got a real talent. A brilliant turn. Uh, some folk are trying to pull Callum McGregor for it. I think sometimes you need to just appreciate decent play. Okay, right, we'll get to that. But it's when it then breaks, he lays it off nicely to Blair Spittle, who we know is a good player, and he scored in the 2-1-1 at Fur Park earlier in the season. It's a great strike from his point of view. Who's closing him down? I don't know if O'Reilly's at sea, somebody else. So give us your take on the goal, start to finish. I think for a start, it's really sloppy down at the corner, uh, Taylor. Just, they're not set, you know. And that, How many times must teams play scenarios like losing a throw-in at the corner, right? All the time, it's a, it's a fairly tried and tested. How do you defend this kind of scenario, right? So they know their positions, they know how they need, where they need to be, how they need to be set. And Taylor just doesn't. So he ends up then in a battle with a guy. Guy gets the better of him, gets it to Miller. I think McGregor is poor here. He kind of throws a half-hearted leg at it. Don't be wrong, Miller's excellent, but Callum McGregor, with all his experience, he shouldn't be in a position where he's just flinging a, a weak leg at it. But Miller then gets inside, gets the spill, and I think you're right, it's O'Reilly who is one. So I said I think it was um, the positioning, the tackling, and the marking. All three things were completely at sea in that move. So it was uh, Taylor for his positioning initially, McGregor for his tackling, and O'Reilly for his marking. And that's what leads to you know an excellent opening and a shot on goal. And the boys taking it so, so well. You know, Hart's got no chance, and Hart's had a good game. But that's you then one down at a really difficult time in the game, you know, when you've not been performing well and then you get your rewards for not performing well by being down, one down 
as you move towards the uh, the first half, the first half. So many many players at fault there, um, and there's a lot of guys looking like they shouldn't be here next season. But that's one for the summer. Yeah, as you know, you seen the body language of the players when the goal went in. It was just the some of them hit the deck. You know, there's kind of hands on head stuff going on. It was. It felt like. I'm saying it felt like I think it's quite clear to see that at times there's a lack of confidence throughout this this Celtic side. I don't know if you caught Brendan Rodgers post match there, and he was asked about you know the, the first half, and he said there was anxiety across the first half, and we just had to get them in at the break, calm them down, and shorten the passes. Okay, that's fine, and and we can accept that as the reason. Why are they anxious? They play for Celtic. They they're well prepared. They've got the best of. I was going to say the best of coaching. That people will debate that, but the best. Certainly, the best sports science, the best people around them. They're very well prepped and best professional. Professional is an outfit, and they're very well paid to to do what they do. You can't you can't afford to be anxious if you're if you're an anxious footballer. I debate whether you belong at Celtic at all because it's there's no place for it. I think Brendan Rodgers spoke at the end of the week about the fact that this is a different place to play. If you want easy games and if you want to be the team that's allowed to draw games or allowed to lose games of football, then Celtic Park isn't the place for you. So as his job, 100% his job, you know, there's coaches that will support what Rodgers does. He has to make sure they go out in the right frame of mind. Not negative, not apprehensive, not anxious. Go out all guns blazing. Chris Sutton made the point about 15 minutes in. He says, I thought that based on Rangers' result on Saturday, Celtic would come out the traps and, and really go at it. And that's absolutely not what you've seen. And it's taken 45 minutes for Celtic to warm up. And, and that's unacceptable. No, and it's also how you respond to negative events, you know. Um, you know, every football team in the world loses goals, but you don't go, you know, with 50 minutes plus injury time of a game to play, you know, it was about 40 minutes into the first half. A lot of football to be played, and you're heading hands and falling to the floor and stuff. You go and get the ball, you get back to the centre circle, and you go and drive for a equaliser before the first half ends. That's the attitude. So, you know, these things are catching, and... You know, with 16 points dropped this season, um, pressure on the team. You've got to expect that pressure. That's that's your job, to quote Keane. Um, so a lot of things to be fixed. That's bigger picture stuff. You know, it's, it's not even, you know, it's, we're only dealing with the here and now in the very, very short term, uh, next two, three months. So just get that fixed immediately and get your head right because we've got the ability to do this. It's just a matter of having the mentality to do it. Yeah, and you know, all they could do right now is it's got to be short-term thinking from Celtic, i.e. now the focus is Dundee, not what's after Dundee or what's happening in the summer. The focus is on what you do on Monday and Tuesday ahead of Dundee and Wednesday, and that's that's all they can uh, set their mind to at this moment in time. You'll have seen the start or the graphic that came up during the first half, maybe half hour or so in, indicating just how much of Motherwell's forward play came down their right and our left. And I think you could repeat that graphic for every team we play against. I've said it before, and I'm no genius when it comes to football tactics, but it's the easiest way, or certainly the most effective way to play against Celtic right now is leave the two centre-halves on the ball, because they won't hurt you, generally speaking, and target the left-back. And either it's either the left-back or the left-channel, because I thought the guy Teo Bear done a decent job. He's a powerful big guy. And Miff made the point whenever, maybe half-time, about the fact that a very simple ball in the left-hand channel, our left-hand channel, was proven really effective for them. And yeah. Liam Skills is a big, powerful boy as well. 
But Theo Bear was just getting his touch in and linking up well with the other lad whose name evades me. But there was no rocket science about Motherwell's approach, but it was causing us some real challenges, wasn't it? And it's not that's not unique to this Motherwell game. Yeah, Vale was the other boy, I think, the black one guy. Um, no, so it was sixty-three percent of Motherwell's attacks came down that uh, channel because you know, you know, we will run tactics on the team we're playing. You know, in the next game, and Motherwell and every other team does the exact same. So we're, they're sitting there on a, you know, Monday morning in training. That's exactly what they've been told. There's where you're going to target. When they've got the ball in the centre half positions, let them come with it. We'll deal with it when it comes. We'll be 10 on 8. And when we're attacking, just launch it down that left-hand channel. But, you know, this is summer 23 stuff that we discussed. You know, we, we saw those problems and certainly didn't fix them. So, you know, this is where we're going to be for the next 11 games, plus Scottish Cup maybe. It's, I, I don't see any personnel that we can you know, bring in to change that. Maybe you can look at Nabrotsky at the centre-half position. Maybe not. Taylor is absolutely locked in for that position. The, the you know, Burnaby stuff is long gone. We've all had our fun with that. So it's Taylor until the end of the season. So maybe it's a wee bit more support from you know, Maeda, whoever's occupying the left wing, to, to be there and available for passes when Scales does get the ball there he's got to know that he's got an option so maybe we need to be a wee bit less attacking the left wing to provide a bit of support there but the personnel is as it is so they just need to be better with what they're doing <laughs> there's the advice Celtic be better do what you're doing but be better yeah just um, it. You know, it, it's a mad stat 63% of the time uh, mother going down that right hand side and as I say James 63% of the time it works every time so we'll uh, need to get better uh, somehow and, and Maeda does offer you that defensive work. You've seen it in the first half um, where he was stealing off the toes of guys and working hard. His work rate is never, ever, ever in question. It's just everything else that we've got to question. And we will question it as we get into this second half. Um, Rodgers makes a change at half time, potentially enforced with Kyogo. He was holding his shoulder. I don't think um, so. He doesn't, it doesn't take much for his shoulder to go by the looks of it. I've I've been there. I, I, I dislocated my shoulder years ago at football and it just kept happening and happening and happening. And I got an operation and it still kept happening. Excuse me till I plug in my laptop. It's one of those things where you need to go and get like, the cars there. It's like the fans didn't pay to see that. Yeah. Um, but he needs to go and get it repaired. But to do so takes him out of the team for three months minimum, something like that. So yeah. we just need to persevere. But that said, it's obviously a change that's you know, it's not a Brendan Rodgers masterstroke to say, listen, we need to throw on. he's going to be the game changer. It's actually most likely been enforced because Kyogo's injury. And he never um, he never offered much at all in the first half, Kyogo, as can often be the case, but then he comes to life. The one moment, and it was nearly a, a you know really strong moment, was Callum McGregor making that through ball. Um, he just found the angle, Kyogo came on to it and just got something on it, and Liam Kelly was fast out to it and, and the chance was gone. That aside, he's offered very little. Actually, when he's injured himself, he could potentially have done better for me. Adam Eder shows what having a physical presence in the box can do. I tell you what it does. It worries Mugabe and Callum Butcher who come on and who was the other guy? Uh, the guy that had the robust tackle. Yeah, another guy you mean. Can't remember yeah. They've got, they've got big hammer throws at the back and, and that's their right to have those kind of players, but they couldn't deal with either to a huge extent. They could do with Maeda, eh, Kyogo. They were quite happy to allow him to 
drift around without any real impact. Anyway, as I say, the change happens at half-time. It's Adamida, and it's almost instant, the reaction. And take everything else out of the equation, you know, what's going on and what the first half looked like. That is a brilliant goal. It's a great cross by Greg Taylor. Credit where it's due. He has his moments where it's not so good. That was a quality cross and a great area. And it's a brilliant, a proper number nine header. Outstanding. You know, that, that's that's all the tailors you get. He's got that in his locker. Um, and he's he's watching and waiting. Both players are watching and waiting. I thought he was brilliant in terms of just sitting that yard off the Motherwell back line and then exploding a yard past him when that ball comes in. So he's nicely on the side. He's got them watching for what he's doing, but they're too late, they're too late by the time he starts moving. And Taylor's watching Eda's movement the whole time. It's an excellent cross and outstanding. I mean, no less than Chris Sutton was giving it all the plaudits. And that's a guy who knows how to score a goal like that. He's scored dozens of them for Celtic over the years and for other teams in his career. So when you're getting recognised by a, a striker like Sutton, you're doing something right. Yeah, Sutton particularly enjoyed it. And he's got right between the two centre-halves. It's just really good position. I was watching a wee bit of the post-match there. I can't remember who highlighted it. Maybe uh, James McFadden about, you know, your centre-forward basically just staying between the posts. It was Mulgrew actually was talking. He was saying about your striker just staying central. And that way, when Greg Taylor gets out, he barely needs to look up. The goals don't move. So just get it out your feet, get it in a dangerous area and let your striker do the rest. And there's a point Brido from our show has been making uh, for a number of weeks now, and others have backed it up online in terms of, can we get right-footed guys on the right side making their crosses and left-footed guys on the left side and see what happens now? You look at all three of Celtic goals. Greg Taylor left-footed from the left, whips it in. Bang. Job done. Was it Johnson that set up the Adamida goal? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yang? Johnson set up the second one. Johnson and then Yang from the right-hand side. Yeah. You know, puts, puts it across. So, left-footers on the left, right-footers on the right, and it results in three goals. And it should have been more with Dyson and Maeda's... Are we calling it a diving header? <laughs> have we given, given it that name? Um, but there's a whole lot to be said for that, James. You know, let's not confuse football where it doesn't need to be confused. When Celtic got it down, and listen, Adamida's goal was what kick-started the, the fight back, and I thought it was a really really decent second half. As I say, it's a shame that it has to come to such a, a mediocre first half to produce it, but second half Celtic, for the most part, were excellent, and we got more and more dangerous as the half went on. Yeah, maybe, maybe the first 10 minutes after the equaliser, I thought we didn't drive enough. I thought we got a goal and you're saying, right, well, here we go. You've got the energy. You've got the momentum behind you. You're just absolutely kind of hammer them. And they let Motherwell back in for that 10 minutes. You know, they had a good chance. I think it was Cameron Boyer, really good. Brought a really good hit, uh, save off of Joe Hart from the head. Is that not Miller? It was Miller, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we kind of got, got a hold of that. And then it was kind of not, I don't really want to say wave after wave, but it was constant Celtic attack. You know, we were always probing, always looking for those... Um, those moves to, to get a chance in. And I suppose Maeda was two of, the, two of them. You know, that's, that, there's two goals for a good striker on a plate there. And that's all from Celtic's constant build-up play. Yeah. The, we'll cover the, the two Maeda chances because the header, it's really well worked. And it gets out to Adam uh, Alistair Johnson on the right-hand side. who puts And he put a great ball across in the first half, which Maeda was late getting onto. Didn't quite anticipate it. If you remember, he arrived at the back post and could only really skew out the park. Yeah. This one, it's, it's such a good ball. And we've spoken about Alistair Johnson not doing enough of that. And actually, it's something that Tony Ralston does particularly well. So it was good to see Johnson add that back into his game today. And 
obviously it's his first game back after the head injury at Hibs. It's a great ball across. And if you don't look at anything else, look at all his teammates when Maida misses it. It's almost like we've conceded a goal again. It's all the hands on the head and turning away in disbelief. You can lip read Alistair Johnson saying, oh my God. <laughs> Which, Johnson, uh, Johnson's the yeah. one who watched. He's like, how did he miss that? I put it on an absolute yeah, plate so It's not great. And then, up in the group chat, I says, mark my words, Dyes Maida's going to score the winner, nothing sure. And two seconds later, it came to his feet and he's blazed it over the bar. And I think, it's not an easy chance, but it's a it's certainly an opportunity to get something on target. And if you get on target from there, the chances are it's going to fly into the back of the net. So, it's exactly what you get with Dyson Maida. He's probably as, as honest a professional footballer as you'll see in terms of work rate and attitude and effort and desire and all these all these things that you'd want from every player. But technically, he's he's useless. There's no dressing up. Now and then, a cross will come off or an effort on goal will come off, and that's great. But that's just a numbers thing, a percentage thing. Technically, he just lacks the, he lacks the basics. And I don't want to crucify the guy by any stretch, but... You can't move forward with that. See, you've only got 11 players in football, 10 of them outfield. Can you afford one of those guys to be not very good at football? No, absolutely not. You know, he's, he's someone that, for me, going into next season, you'll be looking at what can we get from him coming off the bench, You know, whether it's like you know, keeping a defence or a right-back pinned in, high energy, lots of chase and stuff like that that I need for maybe, maybe the last 10 minutes of a game, but I can't have it starting. Um, the second one I would say... It's a slight, no, it's, it's a difficult chance to take. It's a, coming at him fast. It's a bouncing ball, but that for me comes to a lack of awareness. You know, a striker who's not top draw says, "I'm not good enough to be that first time. I'm going to take a touch on that, and yeah, I might get closed down, but I might get my shot away, or I can get it to a teammate. The chances of me scoring this first time are so remote. There's no point in me swinging a leg at it. So it's decision making in there as well. Um, I can it. it you know yourself, he can do the sublime and the ridiculous. So he's maybe thinking this might go on the sublime ones, but it wasn't, and it usually isn't. So we need to be making better decisions there. Long term, I don't think it's the answer um, because you lose too much from your from your team. And like you say, it's, it's one of your 10 outfield players. So you're losing 10% of your uh, your potency there. So, nah, not for me. No, again, it's one for the summer, but right now you can only work with the tools you've got. And Maeda is one of those tools, and we just need to... Try and get the best of him. You know, we know what he can offer defensively, but we just need to, I don't know, box clever with him between, you know, now and the end of the season. There's a couple of changes then that come on the, the hour mark, 61 minutes, give or take. It's Carl Vickers for Navrotsky and it's Yang for Kuhn. They both made a massive difference in their own way. Um, yeah. There was a lot of noise at the time about how does Liam Scales stay on, you know, and I would certainly agree that Navrotsky was having a, a slightly better game than Liam Scales. I think it's just for that balance. I think it's Liam Scales' left-footedness that kept him on the park to allow him to stay left and Carter Vickers to stay right. And albeit Cameron Carter Vickers doesn't come in and do anything groundbreaking today or any day, his strength is his strength, but also just how he reads the game and the calmness and the composure that he provides Celtic with. And he can break the lines and then find his pass and then just retreat back into centre-half. He's just a very competent footballer. He's just very good at what he does. There was one that he really outmuscled uh, Theo Bear. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he just kind of used his body, got his body over it, and then popped it back out to the left, left-hand side and retained possession. So I think you can't underestimate the, the calmness that Cameron Carter-Vickers brings back at the Celtic side. And we've spoken in the past about the lack of leaders. 
And, you know, for a lot of the time, it's Callum McGregor, it's Joe Hart and nobody else, you know, when we've not had Cattle Vickers to call upon. And I think bringing a leader like that back in, even if it's just for half an hour initially, it's a huge plus for Celtic. And we've seen that across the board. Yang is a guy who deserves great plaudits. He's been thrown in there in a game where there's real pressure. There's always pressure, isn't there? But there's real pressure to go and do something. And he's shown in flashes since coming back from the Asian Cup that he looks he looks up for the fight. He, he looks braver on the ball. He looks more confident in taking it and taking his man on. And I thought he'd a really, really decent half hour. And yes, Adam Eda and Louis Palmer got the goals. But Yang can be can be proud of his efforts. He, he played a real part in getting us the win. Absolutely. I mean, the two of them combined, and the first thing is CCP comes on and just pushes calmness out to the rest of the team. You know, just keep the head, be a bit more calm. And then the flip side of that is Yang brings you so much energy within that calm structure. He's just driving at everything. He's looking for balls. He's showing for everything. When he gets the ball, he's... I mean, Kuhn in the first half got a ball in a position you referenced earlier on. That's exactly what the manager's you know set up to do. He set, he set up a, you know, a strategy, a tactic to get that ball to the winger, and then the winger gives it back to the second half. That's just criminal. As soon as the exact same scenario happens and Yang's got the ball in the wing, he's going at the guy, or he's looking for O'Reilly, or he's looking for something. He's got like kind of all his kind of options mapped out in his head, and whichever one presents itself as the most viable, he goes for. And he's not scared that you know he might not win the duel, he might not get past the guy, but he's fast, he'll get back and he'll, he'll drive. He's not scared to make mistakes. And that, that if you are a development player and you're showing that attitude, we don't really mind that because you're going to learn. If you're a development player and you're just scared, you're not trying things, you're, you're not learning. Yang is locked in that position for me. <laughs> I know it might be over the top, but I would say that game was won by Yang today. That, that's, that's my take on it. His energy and his creativity is what has won us that game. Yeah, do you know, I think he played a huge part in the win. I really do, and hard to disagree with any of that. Um, there's a few comments coming in, and I'm just going to highlight a couple. Um, one from Men of Letters, who said, it's a fair question. Why do you think the fans booed when Awata gets subbed? And there's any response further down, which I'll, I'll dig out. But basically, at that time, so I'll, I'll just double-check the time, but at that time in the game, is it 70-odd minutes? Let me check. 77 minutes, Bernardo comes on. And I think it's because Celtic had a real decent foothold in the game. We were creating chances, and, and Awata was just providing that stability. So from a supporter point of view, you're thinking, why make that change? But I think it was right to make a more adventurous change. And Paulo Bernardo, albeit he didn't bring a lot to the party, he's a more forward-thinking player, he's a more creative player. And ultimately, we had to get a goal. The job wasn't to sit there and protect the draw and hope that Motherwell didn't get a second. We had to go and get our own winner. So I think it's right from that point of view. Um, then JJI, he replies and says, I personally think they booed because he's seen us playing much better football and thought this change would hamper us. Turned out the fears were unfounded. But it brings us on, James, to a point I'd like to make about Matt O'Reilly. I think he's miles off it just now. He showed one yes. or two things. He played a part in the third goal. Um, he was, you know, it's not lack, for lack of effort. He's trying to play his part. But I don't think whether it's Matt O'Reilly or Callum McGregor or Kyogo or anybody, if you're off for him, you're off for him. And sometimes the only way around it is to freshen up, to change it, to put the guy on the bench for a game or two, let him regain confidence, let him reset whatever he needs to do. And I think we do need to look at the possibility of, of dropping Matt O'Reilly. I suggested it pre-match, or at least I put the question to yourself and Paddy, and I think you replied that it's 
you know, today's game against Motherwell was a game where you need your best players. And Matt O'Reilly is absolutely amongst those. He's definitely one of the best players at Celtic Park, but he's off it. There's no question. And, you know, is there a suggestion that he shouldn't start the next game? Uh, if Bernardo had come on and done anything, hi. Um, I thought Bernardo was just there. He didn't really do anything to tell me that he's going to dislodge O'Reilly come Wednesday night. So taking the O'Reilly in isolation, would he benefit from it? I don't know. I don't know if he's the kind of guy that just wanted to play football to improve it. And I thought as the game closed out, he did come into it a bit more. Um, you know, you can argue Mother will be a bit stretched, a bit tired at that point. But, you know, he's, he's certainly driving and uh, trying. Um, so, no, I, I, I probably wouldn't be dropping O'Reilly. I suppose the issue we've got there is Rodgers is looking at, right, I've got to bring off Tomoki or O'Reilly because I'm not bringing off McGregor. Why not? I would have hmm. taken McGregor. CCB's there. He's my captain. Yeah. I'd have taken McGregor off, brought Bernardo on, kept O'Reilly on, kept Tomoki in the six. I think that would have given you a much better structure and it would have meant you're not changing that solidity he had in uh, Tomoki in the six. But because he's your captain, he's not coming off. I think that's right. I agree with you, but you know, one thing that negates all of these discussions is the fact that Rodgers will turn on and just point to the point to the scoreboard and say, "Listen, we made the change. We made the change. We thought it was right, and ultimately we get we get the win." It's if we draw or lose, you, you know, you're under more pressure for those kind of changes. Yeah, I don't think that was the pivotal change in the goals. You know, I don't think any of those players, you know, McGregor, Riley, Bernardo, I don't think any of those players were, you know heavily involved in the goals even in the early stages of a of a move. So um you can argue Yang absolutely he made the Yang change for Kun. You can you can hang his hat on that, you can hang his hat on either. But I don't think that's necessarily true of McGregor to Mokey, Bernardo O'Reilly. Yeah. Some would call it tactical genius from the manager James, but not for me to say. Um the goal or the goals, I suppose, they eventually come. I didn't realise just how late in the game. It's 94 yeah, minutes that Adam gets it. Because actually, I was watching, and at one point, it was 65 minutes in the clock. You know, we'd got the goal at 51. It was 65, and I thought, no stress here. Let's just yeah. be patient that the goals will come. And then before you know it, it was 85, and then it's 90 plus. Adam, has been huge today. You, you, you rightfully credit Yang. Adam, Eda deserves the... You know, equal plaudits, and I think he picked up the man of the match after the game, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he's put himself about. He's up against big, powerful centre halves. He drew that really dangerous free kick we got right on the edge of the box, which we've done nothing with, by the way. But he, Callum Butcher, is a big, big guy, and he just rolled him. He just got his body in front, and the, and Butcher had no option but to pull him down. I was disappointed, just as a side point, that that even got looked at for a potential red card. The game done if that's red cards. Yes, it was a foul. Yes, it was a yellow card. Your t- clear goal scoring opportunities on the edge of the box. It's not like he's in on goal, but I don't know. He's, he's got too many well covering him. Well covering him. And too he, many. He got a shot away. I'm not. I'm not saying he wouldn't have. You know, because he passed yeah. Richard, he got a shot away. But you've got two guys that can potentially close it down as well. And then it's like, how do you predict the future? That a nonsense. Just he felt like time wasting from VAR, VAR for me. When VAR didn't check that studs up challenge in the first half and they didn't check a penalty handball, which was a handball in the box, but it does check that. Very poor, very poor officiating all over. Yeah, I don't think VAR are time wasting. We'll throw up a VAR check just there on the clock. I, I, I can't buy that theory. I'm putting it out there. Yeah. Okay, that's it's out there now. Can't take it back. Um, but you're right. The studs up challenge I thought was very strong and actually. I don't mind it if that was something that was still in the game in, in terms of years past, but it's not. The no. modern game doesn't allow for that, so it's got to be checked. And the handball, 
you can debate it, you know, it becomes subjective whether the VAR or, or Willie Collum think it is or not. But you've got to look at it to, to make that decision. So I don't I think know. It is so, in the modern game, you know, both those things in the modern game aren't debatable. You know, Maeda's mm-hmm. off and uh, against Atletico Madrid for like nothing, which was nowhere near the tackle that that boy put in today. And the handball, his, his hands are out in front of him. So, you know, you're out of the silhouette is, is the, the phrase they use. I know it looks a bit weird, doesn't it? Um, the silhouette is the phrase they use. So contact with the hand there, that's, that's a penalty. Simple as that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be greeting about these things because these are the wee bits that get clipped up, James, and sent about to say that Chego's mad paranoid Tim's. So let's move on because... It, Ultimately, Celtic can control various other elements, so we can't worry about those factors, but we can worry about the various things that Rodgers and the players can do. So, yeah, from Adam Eder's point of view, as I say, he plays a key role. Brilliant first goal, very powerful, gave the defenders no, you know, no time, you know, to, to relax during the rest of the second half. And then he's he's second finish, real strikers finish, you know. So you're right, you know, it's Alistair Johnson gets the ball across, great ball in, and just the sharpest guy in the box. There's other guys around him, but he just shows up well and tucks it away nicely. And from a striker point of view, he'll be really delighted. Chris Sutton, you mentioned, that's the kind of goals Chris Sutton thrived off of, you know, purple headers and getting in front of your defender at the front post. And you can question the merits of a signing like Adam Eder if you want to. He's no doubt played his part in recent weeks. You know, four goals in a few games, you know. Um, I think he'll not get as much credit as he should for that second goal. I would say most strikers, when that ball's coming in from Johnson, you're just going to snatch at it with your right foot and just try and get a strong connection, see where the goal is at. He's let it come across his body, and from then, the pace of the ball just hits off his left foot and just guides it in the net. It's a really clever goal, and that shows a lot of confidence. That's, that's a striker that is aware of his own ability and says, I don't need to snatch it. This, you know, I'm a talented guy. I can let it come across me and just place it into the back of the net. It's a really clever goal from a guy who's... Going to play his part, has played his part so far and has more to play in the in the coming weeks. Yeah, you seen when he was making his way back to the halfway line, Willie Collum was giving him a row. <laughs> I think for, <laughs> he was like, for celebrating. Sorry for celebrating my 94th minute one in front of my, my own fans ref. Really cool. He was in a hard time and I think Ida was just rolling his eyes as in, he's a break here, I've just yeah. scored what, what could potentially be the winner. Um, just a quick point um, I want to highlight, it's Rab McNair puts it up on screen, we'll not discuss it again James, but he makes the point, he says the rules state that you don't have to make contact for a tackle to be a red card. If you endanger a player, that's the criteria. It 100%. Yeah, and had that caught, who was it? Was it Yang? No, no, Kuhn. Whoever no, it was, if, first, if that catches that. you. Yeah, first half. Yeah. If that catches you, you're in real bother. So I think yeah. it's a fair point and one for discussion elsewhere. Um. So yeah, so Adam Eder gets to say, looks like it's going to be the winner. Big moment. And actually, it was due to be six minutes of overtime. It ends up being a wee bit more than that, given some of the different delays. And it then just opened up. Obviously, you can understand Motherwell put quite a lot into the game and credit at different times for its due, but their race was run at that point and it opened up. I think it's O'Reilly that then finds Yang down the right-hand side. He holds his line perfectly. He's onside. You can clearly see the lines. And Palma is also just onside, but onside nonetheless. And he tucks it away. I don't know what his T-shirt was. I don't know if that was a message for a friend or somebody. A Honduras player that plays for Bordeaux got a really bad head knock last night. He's in a coma. So it's for that. I can't remember the guy's name, but it's support of that. Okay, well, definitely, you know, best wishes to him. And obviously a nice moment for Palmer to be able to recognise that. Louis Palmer, James, is a guy who who needs the confidence of a of a late goal like that because he's off the boil just now. And we've spoken about the issues at Celtic's wide areas, whether it's him or 
Maeda or, or anybody else at this moment in time. But it's a big boost for Louis Palmer. Uh, you predicted 3-1, as you say. You're home and hosed at that. But it doesn't tell the full story, does it? But 3-1 is 3-1. And at this time in the season, you take it all day long. Yeah, and, you know, cup final results don't show the, the story of the game, but they show who's got the trophy in the cabinet. That's, that's the way it goes. And we're in the cup finals stage, as we all know. So does not matter one job. It's getting the results. And that's going to drive, you know, energy into the team getting us all I mean that dressing room's got to be buzzing in 90 minutes there you know yeah I'm sorry I'm just laughing there's a comment from Sean Diver uh, says look at the derbies last year we don't win that treble without Maeda I hate hearing that falls I don't want to crucify him here by any stretch but then goes on to crucify him pathetic from Tino shut up Sean because <laughs> it was murder you can dress up however you want trebles are trebles Maeda's played a huge part for Celtic He's also off the ball and then some at this moment in time. So you're entitled to your show. I'm entitled to mine. I think that's just utter nonsense. James, we've ran on quite long. We're 47 minutes in. So your final comments is Celtic pick up another vital three points. You know, it's it's, it's not going to be born in the next couple of months. Um, and a lot of fans saying, I don't have to get another one of those games in me. Get ready. There's probably another 11 of them at least to come. Um, the big ones are obviously going to be uh, the derby games coming up and stuff like that but every single game just has to be go the way one more time just give us one more performance just keep moving keep moving getting towards that line so all in our own hands don't listen to the stories that are in the papers as Roger says we'll write our own story and it, what a story it will be if we win this title it'll be one of the best you, you've seen in recent years maybe a lot longer than that because we've been written off and that's a beautiful place to win a title from yeah, and you know, there was folk even after Rangers had their, their big one against Hearts, you know, the, the third force in the country, they'd done nothing at Ibrox. But that can't be your concern. You know, you kind of have a glance and you maybe hope for the best. But that's not a Celtic's issue. And certainly as fans and, and as players, you can't get despondent about what's going on across the city because all Celtic can, can control is what's in front of them. And the bottom line is, if Celtic won all the remaining games, you win the title. In between that, James, yes, there's work to be done. And the first half tells us that. But the second half, and I think to give the players real credit, is they they didn't chuck it. They showed that they're in this fight or, or they've got the, the stomach for this fight. Yes, it wasn't pretty at times, but they, they dug deep when they had to and they get the all-important three points. James, thanks for joining us there. We'll be covering all and a lot more in the weekly show, which is recorded tomorrow night. Big thank you to everybody in the comments. Even Sean uh, always makes for good debate. And thanks, of course, to everyone who's listening in podcast format. At the end of the day, as I say, not pretty first half. Done the job in the second half. But the most important thing was Celtic getting the three points. And that's exactly what they've done. Enjoy the rest of the weekend if you can. And we'll see you again very soon. Podcast Network.